Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'll be joined by Chris Mercer, and we'll explore Google Analytics 4 and what you need to know. And trust me, there's a lot that you need to know. By the way, if you want to reach me, you can tag me on Instagram. I'm at Stelzner, or you can email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Here's Michael's tip of the week. Are you looking for a creative way to persuade somebody, maybe a staff member, maybe a customer, to try something new? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to call it an experiment. You say to whoever you're trying to persuade, hey, can we experiment with this for this amount of time, maybe a week, maybe a month, and then evaluate the results and decide whether it works or not. Experiments by their very nature are designed to either be successful or to fail. And when you phrase it as an experiment, if it fails, Everybody's okay because it's only an experiment. So start experimenting with experiments and let me know how it goes for you. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Chris Mercer, also known as Mercer. He is the leading authority on Google Analytics. He's also the founder of measurementmarketing.io. He's a regular speaker at our events and conferences, and this is his fourth time back on the show. Mercer, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. So happy to be back. Fourth time. I didn't realize it's been four times already. This has been outstanding. Yeah, four times, man, since 2017. So today, Mercer and I are going to explore Google Analytics for. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we're gonna talk. If there was ever a time for that music to be on a podcast, this is it. Yeah. We're going to talk about what the heck is this thing that Google just rolled out? What does it mean to marketers? And uh, it's going to be an important discussion for all of us to have because there's a lot of uncertainty and confusion, and we're going to try to demystify that today. So let's start with what's been changing in the world of analytics. What's making it harder for marketers to measure these days? It's a good question because there has been a massive trend. There's actually a couple of trends that are these big, gigantic trends when it comes to measurement. The first is something that started 
years ago, the decade ago or so. And this was the idea that there were more than just your laptop or your desktop computer, that there were mobile phones. Mobile phones could access the web and you've got Internet of Things that's accessing the web. And essentially that just means there's a whole lot more devices. There's a lot more devices that individual users interact with. And those devices are very hard to be able to, to measure between are you using, you know, visiting a site on your phone versus your desktop versus your computer at work or whatever. It's just hard to track the user across those devices. So in my house... I have an iPad, I have multiple iPhones, I've got a Mac at work, and I've got um, a couple laptops at home, right? So when I'm making a purchase decision, it could go from my computer to my wife's computer to my phone to my work, right? So that makes it really hard, right, for a marketer to know the truth about how I went about making that buying decision, right? Because I'm- That's, that's exactly right. Because what's happening is it, most analytics platforms were built to measure a visit, not a user, right? right? So they, they measure the session that happens. They know that there's, you came on your phone and maybe you did a little bit of research, a quick little Google research about the product you were trying to do. And maybe you researched it on your phone and then you went to your laptop to actually purchase it. Well, to most analytics platforms, it's going to be two different users, two, two different sessions because they're, they're just all about the visit and that's really about it. So that's exactly what the, the problem is. There was, there was really no easy way to connect the dots between users. That was the first sort of major thing that's changed a lot is just the definition of what we need to measure and, and what the world looks like now, right? So it's a multi-device world. Perfect. Keep going. The other thing that happened was data privacy, which of course is a growing trend. That's kind of the more recent trend that's been happening over the last uh, say four years or so since GDPR sort of started that, uh, that whole thing coming through. And it's this idea that you know, back in the day, tools like like Facebook and, and other platforms that were kind of, quote unquote, free to use were really harvesting data. And then they're sort of reselling that data to others. And that was their business model. And it's been like that for a while. And now the trend is becoming instead of the company, instead of the platform owning the data, the user owns the data. That's sort of the big mega trend is that people are in more control of their data and their privacy and, and what can be collected. And so in that trending toward the control coming to the user as opposed to the platform, which is where it used to be, well, now all the laws are coming down that way, like GDPR, where it's saying, hey, you've got to, you know, users can be able to delete their account. You have to, be able to get rid of their information and all this other stuff that comes through. You've got Brazil doing their stuff. California just recently came out with theirs. And there's going to be more, right? This is just, that's just going to be a trend that's going to keep continuing. So you've got, you know, who's got control of the data. And the browsers themselves, so like Chrome, Edge, Safari, like all, Mozilla, right? All of these browsers, the technical platforms that people use to access the internet, right? You, you load up Chrome. Even Chrome is starting to get to the point where it's not allowing third-party, you know, tracking cookies and all this other stuff that's going on. And it's becoming harder and harder to technically measure the way that we used to as marketers. Yeah, and let's talk about that for a second because there are some browsers like Firefox and Safari that kind of have a bit of a privacy kind of first mentality, meaning you install those browsers and they're going to be blocking something out of the gate. Yep. Well, look at Brave. Brave was the same, you know, it was kind of a new kid on the block for browser. Yeah. It's I don't even know what that is. What's that? Brave is a browser that doesn't track anything. You can't, it, it's impossible. Like it's ah. sort of their claim to fame. Like there are no cookies at all. Nothing. It's like a permanent incognito window kind right. of in a way, if you've ever done that. Right. So it's, it's that sort of thing, right? So you have these new browsers, this new tech that's coming out that just basically say, we don't do tracking at all. We don't allow it right. to happen. And this, this is the company. So we've gone from an era where we had access to pretty much the full picture, if we knew how to make sense of it, to the point where we're not getting access to a lot of it anymore. Is that correct? 
Yeah. So, so in essence, you have a lot more devices to measure across the user journey and you have less of an ability to actually measure it mm. with the way that the tech is going. That's exactly right. It's a very difficult situation to be in, especially. As so that's the perfect transition into Google Analytics 4. So how are they trying to solve this? And maybe that isn't the perfect transition. Let me back it up. What is Google doing about this? Let's start there. So Google has had this evolution because remember, Google Analytics specifically was purchased from another company, right? They acquired this company called Urchin and Google, you know, renamed it into Google Analytics. It's kind of like their, you know, first version of that from Urchin to Google. And then they went into they uh, wanted to universal analytics. And that was the most recent upgrade. So when people think about, people that are doing any, any sort of analytics for a while, if you've done it more than five or six years, you've been through that process where they had the classic Google Analytics and then you upgraded mm -hmm. to universal Google Analytics and you had to flip code on your pages and your accounts changed. What did Universal do that uh, the other stuff couldn't do? Universal did a, changed from trying to measure the user as opposed to the session. So it's still, you remember, it's still built on a platform that's built to measure the session, meaning the visit, the individual visits. Mm -hmm. But they added more stuff to really focus on users because they, they knew at that point, this is five years ago or so now, they knew that there's definitely a push toward, we've got a, we're not measuring sessions, we care about people across the journey, right? Users across a customer journey. Okay. And so we want to be able to set that up. So they came up with user ID measurement. They started tracking subdomains automatically, whereas before that had to be sort of manually stitched together. And the platform became a little easier to use as well. And it, and it did, it opened up a lot. It was a monumental upgrade to Universal Analytics, opened up all sorts of new features, to make traffic attribution easier so you could tell which traffic sources were actually causing which results. Right. So you could see the story. And to this day, it's still a fantastic platform for that. They've done a really, really good job. But, and, and this is kind of the, the thing that everyone's been waiting on, is you're building upon a platform that is almost 20 years old mm. initially, right? That's, that's Urchin was like, I think, you know, 20, 2005 or something. So, you know, it's it's coming up on its, you know, two decades almost. It's been around for a long, long time. So you've got this platform it's been built on and then it's been improved upon and it's been updated and it's been remodeled, but it's the same platform that it's been on. So you're going to have certain restrictions. And so what's been happening meanwhile is you have other platforms coming out like Facebook that came out with Facebook Analytics because they could kind of build analytics from the ground up, right? Today's world, they right. had this opportunity and Facebook Analytics did a, did a great job at their platform. And people have been looking at Google going, okay, what's the next evolution of Google Analytics? And that is when Google uh, last year sort of basically signaled what they were going to do with something they used to call app and web. Now, of course, called GA4, Google Analytics 4. Wait, app and web? App and web, A-N-D, exactly right. Okay, what does that mean? So the premise of these this analytics was that it was going to be able to measure both mobile apps and your website in one place, in one property. So instead of creating different properties, which you had to do with Universal, you still do, with Universal you'd have to keep create different properties because they're two different types of devices, um, then you couldn't really measure those, right? Because a mobile app has to be measured very differently uh, than a website, mm. right? And again, not when you're using your phone, it's an actual mobile app that you would download, not like just going and browsing on your phone because that's that's measured like normal, but an actual app. So anybody that had an app has always had this problem of being able to stitch the the user journey between the mobile app and the, the actual website that they've got. I see. So GA4 uh, or, or, or app and web initially when it came out, and this is about a year ago, maybe a year ago and some change, they came out with this app and web technology to say, okay, well, we're going to be able to measure all of these. We're going to measure everything. 
and we're going to be able to put it in one bucket so you can see the crisscross between. You can measure the customer journey. It's going to be a lot easier. And so they came out with this thing and they announced it called App and Web. And I think collectively, the, the world kind of went like, this is cool and I don't necessarily have an app. So maybe I don't need to jump into this right away. Mm-hmm. But what was missed, at least back when that initial announcement came out, was it was a completely new analytics platform. So whereas Google Analytics in the past has always updated itself and kind of remodeled itself and changed itself, just like a WordPress site when it goes through updates, the same sort of thing, this one was a completely different platform that just happened to share the name of Google Analytics, completely different platform. And so what Google did, what Google's been doing for the past few years, kind of on the, on the you know, DL while everyone else is, is c- kind of continuing what they're doing, they're rebuilding their analytics. They're rebuilding Google Analytics from scratch, knowing what the world looks like today and knowing where the world is headed tomorrow. And that's what was kind of cool about app and web because they announced it. They said, hey, it's a complete rebuild and it is completely different. It is not it's not at all similar to Google Analytics. If you know Google Analytics you or the Universal Analytics, you do not necessarily know the app and web, what is now known as Google Analytics 4. When exactly did Google Analytics 4 drop? Sometime in October of 2020, right? That came out in October. They they announced, this was the big push. This is why everybody started freaking out right now. Because in October of 2020, Google came out and said, hey, we have this brand new analytics platform. Again, it wasn't really brand new. It was just sort of a rename of app and web. But what they did was twofold. One, they called it Google Analytics, which was important because everybody paid attention at that point, just marketing, right? If you have right. app and web and you're like, well, I don't have an app, then who cares about app and web, right? But Google Analytics 4, it's like, oh, I need this one. Right? This, is the, this is the new thing. So Google Analytics 4, which is the premier version now. And essentially, they're heavily encouraging, let's say, people to create Google Analytics 4 accounts. Because when you go back to create a Google Analytics account right now, all of you can go back into Google Analytics and you can go to create a property. It's going to basically say, okay, what's GA4 property? Do you want to create? What's the name? And it's going to kind of really enforce that you use GA4 going forward. Now, there are ways where you can go around it, but it is basically saying by default, GA4 is the property that you need to set up. It's this, It's using the new Google Analytics. And this is not an upgrade. It's kind of like, it's an upgrade that's not an upgrade. Even though they use the word upgrade, right? We should clarify that. That's misleading, yeah. right? Because they say upgrade to four, <laughs> don't right. they? That's exactly right. They say they say upgrade to four. And there's, and there's been a lot of confusion because when they said upgrade to universal, it was a true upgrade. It was my same account. It was very simple. You just had to change a little bit of code. It's very simple. You didn't yeah. have to do anything. You know, technically, you replace yeah. out some code, done. Yeah. Like, yeah. super simple. And even if you didn't replace out the code, your account still upgraded mm. on its own. Like, it was, you know, it was super simple. It wasn't too much to it. It was it was kind of like upgrading a WordPress site, you know? Nope, not a big deal. Not a big switchover. But this one, to your point, completely different process. It is not a, not a true upgrade in that you are going to move from universal analytics into GA4. This is more of a yes and, you're gonna do both. And so you're gonna maintain your Google Analytics, your universal analytics, and you're gonna keep that rolling and you're gonna keep using that. And you're gonna keep using it for everything you're using it today for, and you're gonna probably keep doing it for maybe the next year or two. You're gonna still be using Google Analytics for quite some time, this, this original universal analytics. Google Analytics, maybe three or what? I mean, that's, and that's part of what's confusing. Like who knew there was a three? Everybody, everybody said, where's two and three, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm going to guess it was like Urchin was the first version. Google Analytics Classic was number two. And then Universal was number three, I guess is how they did it. Yeah. But you're right. 
One thing, side note for Google, they're not very good with their marketing <laughs> nor their communication, which is why I've got Mercer on the show today. Lessons, <laughs> lessons learned, right? Yeah. Okay. So just to be clear at a macro level, what the heck is Google Analytics for? Like, just take a stab at defining what it is today. Like, so everybody understands it. Yeah. Google Analytics 4 is an analytics platform built for for today's world from today's world. They knew what the challenges were from a digital marketing perspective, digital measurement perspective, and they knew, because they're Google, I mean, they clearly know where the tech is going with this. They've got an entire company that's building this stuff out. They know where we're gonna be in 20 years from now. They have thought this stuff through. They know kind of where things are headed. And so they've built this platform to measure today's world and tomorrow's world when it comes to the idea of, of digital measurement and all the challenges that's gonna require. And what's really cool about this, and again, this is now called Google Analytics 4. So those of you that were familiar with App and Web just know it's the same thing, Google Analytics 4. So this new Google Analytics 4 platform, what's really cool about it, again, built for a user to measure users, not necessarily sessions, but users first. So it's designed to be measuring people across the customer journey, which is a huge plus. The other thing that is really neat about it is it is designed for a world of imperfect data. What I mean by that is in universal analytics, I mean, it is what it is. The new world is certain browsers are going to block stuff. Other people are going to have extensions that block stuff. Certain other browsers are going to, you know, certain sites are going to block stuff. Like that's just going to start happening. And you're going to have less and less things that you can safely say, I've measured every single person on my site. In reality, you never really could. But but you're going to see less and less stuff. And you're going to have to you're going to have to start moving into the idea that you're just getting a sample of the users on your site. And you're going to make decisions from that with universal analytics. And you can only see the stuff that you measure with Google Analytics 4. They've sort of understood this is where it's going. Like we know this is going to happen. So why not introduce something else that Google is incredible at, which is the whole machine learning concept, the whole machine, uh, machine learning and, and artificial intelligence. And to say, OK, we are going to take the same sample because at the end of the day, you can't you can't measure something that can't be measured. Right. I mean, if somebody says don't measure me, Google Analytics 4 is not going to come in there and do it anyway. It's not at all what it's doing. It's going to say, OK, I don't measure you. But of the same sample sample that it does measure, the same stuff that Universal has, what it's going to do is it feeds it to its algorithms and it comes back and then it builds reports and everything inside of it in its database that says, okay, here's what we are modeling that your users look like, that your traffic really is, and trying to give you what, what I would call it measure marketing to IO, a useful truth, something you can actually do something with. So that's the concept and the biggest difference between how Google Analytics 4 works and how Universal Analytics works. So Universal Analytics, if it doesn't get the data, it just doesn't have the data. But Google Analytics 4, if it doesn't get the data, it relies on the sample of data it's already collected to sort of predict and forecast what the data might have been. It models it for you so you can get a better idea. And it's using machine learning, which means it's constantly getting better the more that people use it, which is part of the reason I think Google is is really encouraging people to use it because this thing doesn't get better unless a ton of people use it. So I think that was kind of their step one. Yeah, this is fascinating because if we think of modeling, I think we understand what that means, right? Like if you've ever surveyed your audience, which a lot of us have, you know, you don't talk to 100% of them, but you talk to enough of them to be able to understand about them, right? And statistics or analysis and that kind of stuff works that way. You know, we're recording this on uh, Tuesday, November 3rd, while the election for the next president of the United States is happening. And there's going to be people modeling like crazy over the next few days, right? Right. Just by exit polls and sampling, right? So the idea of modeling is a concept where you take a sample and then you hypothesize whether or not that sample is going, you know, the behavior of the sample represents the bigger picture. Now, what I'm hearing you say is 
in the past, we had a much fuller picture because there was a day where we could measure nearly everything, right? Because these blocking technologies and multi-device stuff and privacy laws, they weren't there. So we had that uh, unique advantage maybe four years ago where we had a pretty darn accurate picture with clarity about our audience and the conversions and all that kind of stuff. But now we're moving towards an era where that stuff's going to be harder and harder to gather. And it's going to be harder and harder for us as marketers to ascertain what it means. And it sounds like what I'm hearing you say is, is the AI inside of GA4 is going to help us as marketers make pretty accurate assessments of our audience the journey of the audience, so on and so forth. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Am I close? That's exactly right. So is where universal analytics says, uh, okay, well, you don't have all your data. I don't know what to tell you. This is all I know. Google Analytics 4 goes, well, of course you don't have all the data. We totally expected that. Here's what your data would have been. Like, here's the model that we predicted would have been. Um, so that you can actually continue to, to, you know, get some really good, useful truth out of it and take some real active decisions. But again, you got to use it, right? It's, and it needs a lot of data to be able to to do that. So the more people that are using it, the, the better and the smarter that that thing gets. And that's that's kind of what's going to be interesting is seeing how it grows. Because again, they've, they've built this to essentially be, you know, in a way, I mean, as best as you can to say the word future-proof, but to sort of future-proof digital measurement by saying, okay, we know there's not going to be perfect data and it's going to be less and less and it's going to be harder and harder and there's going to be more obstacles coming our way when it comes to measuring this. So that's okay. We can still take a statistically significant sample and we're going to then model and give you something that you can actually use as a marketer to make good decisions around using products like you know Facebook ads, Google ads, et cetera. Is it safe to assume that because this is using machine learning and AI, that the more businesses put this code on their website and in their apps, the more the system will know certain kinds of behavior lead to certain kinds of outcome and the better predictive it will get at um, not just your customers to your website, but everybody everywhere, right? Is that predictive AI going to be super powerful? And do you see a day where this is going to be really, really valuable because it's modeling millions and millions of behaviors on a daily basis. Yeah, that's that's my hypothesis. There's two ways I guess they could technically do it. It's either if your own company has enough traffic in your own little property that you've created, then maybe it can model and build everything just from enough that of that type of data. But machine learning needs a massive amount of data. So if you're a low traffic site, you're just never going to have enough data to, to feed that effectively to get something useful from it. But if I'm Google and I know that I've got all these sites, which it's it anonymizes, right? It's not, you know, sharing people's data back and forth with each other. It's just anonymizing it in the big giant database that it has in the sky. And it starts teaching this sort of overall idea of how human behaviors go through sites and what other people that, you know, go to opt-in forms are typically doing or go to landing pages or go through e-commerce stores. And it understands that and it gets better and better and better at understanding how people interact with games versus educational sites versus some other type of site. Then that makes sense to me that that would is what would come through this platform that they would say, oh, well, based on other sites like yours, here's what would be what probably is happening based upon your little sample size. We'll extrapolate it up and say it's probably looking something like this. So and again, that's that's something that will constantly evolve. So it's not like you're going to go back there and it's going to say today, you know, here's your here's your, you know, model that we predict. It's just going to give you numbers. And it's it's in its early and I cannot emphasize this enough early, early early stages of release, which is why this is a yes and thing. You have to be really good at universal analytics. You still need to be using analytics because universal analytics is going to be your friend for a long, long time. You are not breaking up with universal analytics and you are not going to stop using universal analytics. But 
Google Analytics is this, you know, just beginning platform. Four. Google Analytics 4. Four. Google Analytics 4, excuse me, thank you. Google Analytics 4, it's GA4 platform, is this brand new platform that is just starting to find its legs and works in a completely different way. And it's going to come with a learning curve. It's going to come with a massive learning curve to some. I know it. You've been in it longer than I have. I just recently started looking at it. And I'm like, man, everything about it looks different. Yeah. So what is it that it can't do? Maybe we could start with that. Like, what is it that it that it doesn't do that people would expect it to do if they just didn't listen to this podcast and they just upgraded and assumed they were going to start going into four? Like, what's missing from it? You know, there's got to be a lot missing from it, right? It's yeah, it's you know what the biggest difference is, is the it's the ease of getting answers from reports inside the platform, because this was the other big deal with the two different Google Analytics, right? Universal versus GA4. Universal was built to collect information, to store that information and to build reports on that information. These are reports like the source meeting report, landing pages report and all that other stuff. GA4 is really designed to be part of the Google measurement ecosystem. So while it can collect its own stuff, and it can actually collect more than what Universal can do. So it can collect page views, it can collect scroll, it can collect video views from YouTube videos. Like it can kind of do that on its own, which is kind of neat, right? What they call enhanced, this enhanced measurement that they do. So it's pretty cool. But it's still limited in what it can collect. So what Google really is encouraging people to do, and this is, I've been saying this for years, this is, I agree with this direction, is Tag Manager is what collects everything. You get really good at using Tag Manager to collect very specific behaviors. Use Google Analytics 4, in this case, to store those behaviors. And then, because Google Analytics 4 is not really built for these super easy to find reports anymore, it's built to store the information and Data Studio, Google Data Studio, is what is really there for you to connect into Google Analytics 4 as a data source. And then you start building your super easy to find reports in the Data Studio end. So it becomes a part of a larger measurement suite, which again, makes the whole measurement ecosystem more flexible because you have these platforms that are very specifically designed for their certain things. Now, the, the thing that GA4 added that Google Analytics, the Universal Analytics, really doesn't have at all is analysis. So they have this whole analysis re report hub. You can do funnel reports and path reports and exploratory reports. And you can really, 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 really go down the rabbit hole and analyze and deep dive into some of the actions that are happening on the site and why certain actions might be happening with these reports, which is a lot harder to do in Data Studio because Data Studio doesn't do that, that stuff very well, but it's not supposed to. It's just there to visualize data but to analyze data. So this platform became, instead of just, hey, we're gonna you know, collect your analytics and then report back your analytics, it became, we're going to collect and store your analytics and then we're going to help you analyze your analytics. So the data scientists in the, in, of the world rejoice with this platform because it's really, it's really built for them in mind. Um, I think most day-to-day -day marketers will actually find universal analytics a thousand times easier to use right now, still, for a while. Well, let me ask you this question though. You know, For a lot of people, like they cringe when they think, traditional Google Analytics is not easy to use, right? Yeah. It's like going into like a foreign land where you don't speak the same language. And the analysis side of it is the side where I think a lot of marketers would rejoice if it would just tell them things. Like it sometimes does that. Google Analytics, traditional one, sometimes on the mobile app or on the uh, laptop or whatever will just notify you of some little things like, hey, your leads coming from this source seem to be down or whatever, right? So it it does have a little bit of like intuitive alerts that it gives you, but it sounds like if I'm hearing you right, Google Analytics 4 is going to have a lot more of that AI analysis or is it going to be there, but you have to like hire a scientist to figure it out? 
some of this is like yet to be determined. This is the direction they want to go. They want to have these little insights coming through. I can tell you for the most part in the beginning for most small businesses, that's what those insights are not going to be useful at all. Okay. You know, uh, right now. Now, again, this is, this is why I emphasize GA4. It's not really ready as of today, right? We talked about it just being recorded on November 3rd, 2020. As of this moment, it's not ready to take over for Universal Analytics. Right. It's about 20 or 30% of what Universal Analytics is. But very quickly, this thing is going to grow up and the younger brother is going to overtake the bigger brother is what's going to happen. But that's probably going to be over the next year or so. It's going to be a while, so it's not going to be super fast. But it is fast enough where if you're in digital measurement, and it's your responsibility to understand measurement of your website, GA4, you don't have a choice. This is going to be a tool you're going to start using. It doesn't mean you have to use it every single day, but you definitely have to start getting used to it now. Well, and it needs data to work, right? So you have to yes. turn it on for it to start tracking. Am I correct or not? You have to, yeah, 100% have to turn it on, but you also have to learn the structure because everything it is, again, it's completely different mm -hmm. analytics style. You have to think differently when you set up Google Analytics 4 than you do with Universal Analytics. So with Universal Analytics, you can, you know, just put the code on the pages and get your page views and, and that's really it. And you don't have to worry about too much other stuff. And then you use something like Tag Manager maybe to start getting some different events coming through and you can build your reports and everything else. With GA4, everything is basically an event. So they just sort of made everything an event. An event in Universal Analytics, very different than an event in Google Analytics 4. One has got three different things you can add to it as little details of that event. And in Google Analytics 4, you can have up to 25 different details for that event. And so it's a, it's a completely different way of thinking. Let's talk about event tracking because I do feel like this is kind of the fascinating thing. Mm -hmm. You hinted at a little bit earlier, right? Like you hinted you could watch video view plays and stuff like let's just dissect a little bit of what are some of the events that you could track in the traditional Google Analytics and how does it take it to the next level with four from your perspective? So it's not that it can track more or less. It can it can collect exactly the same. And the reason is because like in, in our case, this is this is really where most companies should be going if they're not already, tag manager is what's doing the collection. So tag manager is determining all the different behaviors coming through, sends them to the to the platform for storage, right? So universal analytics or Google Analytics. So the information coming in is the same. The difference is the biggest difference in how that's being stored is in Google Analytics 4, everything's equal. So an event is an event is an event, meaning page view. So somebody loads a page, literally views a page, is an event. A purchase is an event. A click is an event. And they're all just different types of events, events with different labels. And they're very interchangeable because of that. They treat everything the same. Now, what's nice about that, the, the reason that's that's uniquely different than what Universal does, because Universal has things called scopes and, you know, kind of a little more complicated, but sometimes two different events can't connect together, or two different two different pieces of data, let's call them in, in Universal Analytics, can't be connected together. In Universal, they can all sort of be used interchangeably as a general rule. So in Google Analytics 4, there's a much easier ability to analyze and crisscross information and ask questions. So you could build a funnel report and say, I want to see people who land on this page, right, as a page view, view this page. Then I want to see people that click on this button. Then I want to see people who complete the video, this specific video to this specific point in time. And you can't do that with Universal Analytics, correct? Not very easily, right? Not within the platform. Right. You could do it with Data Studio Connected for sure, Yeah, right? We do that all the time. So, and that's the thing is like Google Analytics 4 is not necessarily going to give you answers you cannot find on your own already with Universal. 
But the, the thing that's important about it, and I think this is the overall, like this is my biggest takeaway, is the reason that I can use Google Analytics 4 to the level that uh, might be a little bit more than what others can use GA4 for is because I know Universal so well. So I have a big foundation in how to think about the, the analytics, how to think about the questions of trying to answer the frameworks of how I'm trying to use that tool. And a lot of those lessons carry right over to Google Analytics 4. And even though it is a different structure for the data and I have to think a little bit differently of, of how, the, how to answer it, the frameworks are essentially the same, right? We, something we call the Kia framework, which is what questions am I trying to answer? What information will I need to collect to make sure I get those answers? And then what actions will I take based upon the answers I get? Well, we do that on, on both analytics platforms. And it helps us to organize them so they're providing us useful truth. And with GA4, like, you know, as of, again, as of now, we're not using Google Analytics 4 as a platform to make any sort of monumental marketing decisions because it's not ready yet. There's still new features rolling out. They just recently released the ability to measure across domains. It didn't used to be able to do that. So they're just coming out with these things um, as they're rolling it out. It, it couldn't connect into Data Studio until about a month and a half ago from this recording. So it's like really massive feature updates are rolling out to this platform. And that's why it's not ready yet to take over. But Google is pushing all of their resources in this direction. They are pushing all of the new users into this direction. It is absolutely all their existing users they're pushing into this direction. And we all need to play along. Like this is this is a really good place to go. But it doesn't mean that you're going to stop disconnect entirely from universal analytics. Back in the day, when you moved from classic analytics to universal, you did. You stopped using classic, you started using universal. It was kind of an instant switch. Here, it's not at all that. You're going to be doing both platforms and still using universal for quite some time, but you got to get used to Google Analytics 4 because there's a lot that's coming down the way as far as uh, new features and updates. So a couple clarifying points. Uh, when, when we switched to universal analytics, the old analytics data was still there and we could still go back years and see it yeah. all. It just wasn't collecting as much information, obviously, prior to the switch. With Google Analytics 4, the new platform, it's completely different. Yep. But the reason they called it Google Analytics 4 is a signal that this is where it's all going. And whether we want to go there or not, that's where we're going. So exactly right. what I'm hearing you say, and also with Google Analytics 4, it's only going to start tracking the moment you start using it, unlike Universal Analytics. It's not like you can turn it on a year from now. And then fill all your data with yeah. what you've been. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's not going to happen. So you got to at least activate the darn thing and understand the basics and the fundamentals of it. But there's some other implications, I would imagine, as well. So what other implications are there? I mean, like in light of a Universal Analytics and a Google Analytics 4, you know, environment you know, where we're recording this in November, 2020, like what else do we need to be thinking about? You kind of hinted a little bit about, hey, you're going to have to understand a lot more about the traditional analytics. Why is that so important? Yeah, I think it really comes down to the, because framework is everything now. It's not just going into the platform and clicking a few buttons because it's not going to be that intuitive. Like this is more of an analysis engine tool now than it is a reporting platform. And so you have to go into it. You have to go into it with questions that you're trying to answer, knowing that you've already collected the information and it's stored in the database in the proper structure so that you can get the answers from this report that you're about to do a deep dive analysis on so that ultimately you can take the action. And all of those lessons, right? And we just talk about the Kia framework, the question information and, and, and action you're gonna take based on the answers. All of that stuff, you learn in Universal. And in Universal, it's a lot easier, I think, to learn that stuff because Universal is a little more user-friendly. To your point, it's definitely not the easiest thing to wrap your head around right away. But when you have a framework and a guide to sort of walk you through some basic steps on how to use things, it is immensely easier. 
because it puts it into context. It puts the different things into context. So whether you're just trying to figure out like who your users are, what actions those users are taking, where those users are coming from, what the results of all those actions are, Universal Analytics has all of those answers. And it's once you know the lay of the land, how to structure everything and how to essentially kind of, you know, in a very real way is how I look at it. You can read it like a kid's storybook. You just got to learn how to do that. And it's not that hard to do it. You just need the proper framework. And you can look at a report and know kind of what's going on with the site. So you can take some actions, right? Make some, make some improvements. Where do you see this going? Like, look two years into the future. Where do you think that this is all going to go with the GA4 and the Universal Analytics? Universal analytics eventually will be deprecated, but keep in mind, they said that about classic analytics, that still hasn't happened. So the classic analytics still technically works, the code still works, they're still supporting those libraries. Um, it's just not at all useful. Uh, I think Universal will, will go that route too, because you'll just, the tech platforms themselves will just not be able to collect the data, either because it's their choice, the user's choice, or a government's choice. They're just not gonna be able to do it. So. What will happen is GA4, which is, let's say, roughly 30% of what Universal Analytics is right now, very quickly will grow up, so to speak, in terms of features, how easy it is to use. Because this is the beginning part of this platform. When Google releases something in the beginning, it's, it is kind of wonky, doesn't have the best interfaces, and because they're just kind of getting it for functionality and testing stuff out. And then as it grows up, they make it easier to use. They put they will start releasing new reports that people use. People start sharing different ways that they figure out how to use it and make it even easier. And then they start adding new features and making it bigger and making it more powerful. And all of that will continue on for years to come. And then to the point where this eventually overtakes Universal. But I want to emphasize that's not going to happen tomorrow. That's going to happen years from now. And a lot of companies will use Universal for a long time. Well, and there's going to be stuff we're going to be able to measure or analyze that we've never been able to do before because of the machine learning stuff, right? I mean, I would imagine, even though it's true that there will be less data that we will be able to analyze by adding the machine learning, artificial intelligence, whatever you want to call it on top of it, they're going to be able to predict things probably a lot more accurately uh, for us in a way that we just can't do right now without hiring a data scientist is my guess with universal analytics. Is that fair? This is the promise. Um, I personally remain skeptical. skeptical. Yeah. yeah, I do. Cause I'm, cause I'm like, okay, show me the data. That's just, that's just my nature. Right. I'm like, right. well, show me like it, it maybe it right. might. And I'm encouraged by the direction, regardless of, of if it does it or not, it's in the right direction. hundred percent it's in the right direction. And I hope with enough data and enough people using it, the platform can deliver on some of that stuff, you know, cause right now you get insights, you know, I'm going to paraphrase, but they're, you know, for us anyway, it'll be like, you know, oh, people that visit your cart are more likely to purchase. Like, okay. Like, of course, like that was not a really brilliant insight, right? <laughs> right. You know, statistically similar. But they might tell us this particular article on your website is impacting purchase, right? Well, this is the issue. When it starts doing that, yeah. right, which it needs a lot more data for to figure stuff out because, right. you, you know, it just needs a massive, massive amount of data. And that's what's going to be interesting is how much data does it need as the, as the machine learning improves, my guess, again, total hypothesis, my guess is it will need less data to start making more useful guesses because it'll have a bigger data set overall. So it might only need to see a little of my traffic on my site to say, oh, you know what? This blog post is really amazing. You should really promote this blog post because more people are likely to opt in after watching, after reading this blog post, which would be a useful insight. I'm a little more optimistic, by the way, because, you know, there's some stuff inside of Google Analytics that I've seen. For example, they'll say, how your site compares to other sites in your category, right? For example, with content. And this, these are reports I haven't looked at in a while, but 
you know, you think about the, the world that Google has access to, right? Um, and you think about the number of individuals that are working on this. I would imagine you're talking thousands of people working on this tech inside of Google. And you think about how smart Google already is, right? You have millions of people, probably billions of people searching every day in Google search. So you have all the insight about what people are looking for. You have all the insight about how they read, how they act. Then you add in that all the layered data from uh, all these Android devices, right? That people are in their car with or in stores. And what you're talking about too is an important point. Now, Universal still has access to this with something called Google Signals. Right. But Google Analytics 4 was built with this in mind, right? The fact that all the Google sign in, like you said, you're signed into an Android device, your Gmail on your computer, somehow you're signed into Google. And so it knows you as a user. So it can crisscross across all this and, and share it. But you're absolutely right. They got a massive data set with all this. Yeah, and they, and they understand how to use AI at a level that, frankly, is amazing. And if they can connect the dots, and when, not if, because you know they're going to, right? When they connect the dots and they're able to know with certainty um, how behavior, what somebody looks like who's about to buy a car, what somebody looks like who's about to buy a house, what somebody looks like who's about to have a baby, <laughs> you know, what somebody who looks like who's about to invest in their professional development, I would imagine they're going to be able to do some pretty powerful stuff. And all that stuff is also going to be somehow piped into their ad side of things, right? That's so, exactly right. It'll link into Google ads. Yep. It'll And YouTube ads, right? So all of a sudden, we're going to see some really next level kind of stuff that's coming from this uh, interconnected network or mesh, if you will. And us as marketers ought to be excited about that because you know, right now, Facebook has a lot of this stuff kind of figured out, right? Because people spend so much time on that one app called Facebook, right? Right. But right. Google's figuring out the rest of the world, <laughs> which is a big world. It's like Google's playing the long game. They right? are. Because they have all these platforms. You have Google Calendar and Google Mail. Like, you know, it's smart. And like I said, that's why I'm excited. I am excited for the direction. Right. I don't think it's going to happen in the next three months, right? This is going to be long game. But eventually, I can absolutely see this platform being, you know, 100 times more useful than Universal is. It's just that it's going to take time, right? This is the baby stages of this thing when it first comes out. But this is the best time to be exposed to it and start to get your feet wet a little bit with it, too, because it's the smallest it's ever going to be, right? Everything else, it just gets bigger. There's going to be more features. I was, you know, looking at it all this week or excuse me, all last week, and there was just features being released almost every day back there where there's this new thing all of a sudden in the menu. Like that's what it's going to be like for a while. And if we can understand more about how universal analytics works, knowing that so many of the deep, powerful things that are in universal analytics that may not yet be there in GA4 are going to be coming or some aspect of them are going to be coming. That's, I think, if, what I was hearing you say earlier, like we've got to understand more in depth about universal analytics so that when these things become upgraded for lack of better words into Google Analytics 4 will be a step ahead of our marketer friends. Is that fair? Yeah, hundred percent. It's building your analytics muscle, right? And universal is an easier gym to use to build your analytics muscle. And you get, and you get a lot of use out of that platform. You're going to get a massive amount of use out of that platform. So the better that you use universal analytics, the more obviously actions you'll be able to take, you'll be able to learn all these lessons. You'll be able to build analytics muscle. All of that muscle will directly apply to GA4 as well. So it becomes a win-win where you get a much better understanding of using universal analytics and making sure that you're seeing, you know, again, what traffic drives what results, how to, how traffic ties together, what the story of that's happening on the site is, all the way to once you use that and you're like, okay, now I want to kind of look at this GA4 platform and, and maybe, you know, get my feet wet a little bit there and, and light that up a little bit. 
all that muscle applies to that. And you can start to be further ahead in that platform than others will, for sure. So if people want to go a lot deeper into Universal Analytics 4 and they want to start kind of getting in the kiddie pool on GA4, <laughs> what do you recommend? So uh, courses, I mean, you know, going out there and looking at, at the, the different courses. Of course, you know, you and I are actually working together on a course for Social Media Examiner. So we're going to be doing Google Analytics for marketers and we'll be focusing on building out, again, analytics muscle, mostly focusing on universal analytics, you know, understanding who the users are, what actions they're taking, where they're coming from, what results of the actions are to, to help people really improve their marketing. And at the same time, we will be doing a kind of an introduction to Google Analytics 4 and getting your feet wet with that platform. You could be an expert in GA4, but the idea is that you'll be able to get started with it as you're building out universal analytics. What I'm excited about working with uh, Mercer is that we, we, we've worked together a lot. He's taught many, many times at Social Media Marketing World. He's taught at many of our online summits. He's taught endless workshops inside of our Social Media Marketing Society. But this time around, we're doing something totally different. This is the first really substantial course that we've ever done with anybody that's not me. And there is no better guy on the planet, in my opinion, than you, Mercer, because you live and you breathe this stuff every day. Why don't you give everybody kind of a high-level overview of the kinds of things they'll discover if they decide to join you on this journey to do this course that we're going to be producing together? Sure. So the course itself is really broken down into modules, right? So we've got essentially six different modules. The first is truly getting an overview of these two platforms to start with, because obviously Google Analytics 4 is it's in the news. We've got to address it. We've got to figure out how does it fit in our in our measurement systems. And so kind of going through the deep dive of what Universal Analytics is and can do versus Google Analytics 4. So we're going to understand that and, and also how to set up those. So you'll understand how to set up a Universal account, how to set up a Google Analytics 4 account so that you can get started. After that, we'll move into the second module and we'll talk more about understanding who the audience is, who are the users that are coming to your site. You know, at Measure Marketing, you know, that I always talk about the, the conversation that's happening. That's the idea is you've got to measure for the conversation that's happening between the website and the users. And part of that is knowing who it is, right, that, that the website is actually attracting. And so we'll talk about how to do that with the Universal. Uh, we'll talk about some of the things that you can do in GA4 with that as well. Real quick. Go ahead. When we're talking about the who, we can also look at who our customers are versus who are our browsers, right? hundred percent. A lot of people don't understand that with Google Analytics. They go in there and they just assume they're just looking at the people that visit their website, but you can actually look at the people that are becoming leads and how they look different from the general visitors, right? Or how people who become customers. And from a marketer's perspective, this is really powerful because if you're paying Facebook to drive ads to your website, you can very quickly look to see whether or not the right people are actually the ones that you're paying for to drive to your website, right? Yeah. Or is it some other platform that's doing it exactly right? Yeah. Keep going. Um, which which brings us to module three, which of course is where people are coming from and not just the users coming to it, but where are the buyers, which traffic source is good at developing leads versus purchases. And then we'll move into module four, which is about the actions that they're taking. So what pages are they viewing? When are they viewing those pages? What buttons are they clicking on? Like all of that sort of customer journey stuff. So you can understand the journey that the user's taking on the site, right? What To your point earlier, what blog posts are they watching or we're reading? Are they, you know, if you have a videos on your site, what videos are they engaging with? Um, all of that is, is the types of actions that we can set up. And of course, we're going to do, you know, a lot of this in Universal because that is where you need to build your muscle is in Universal Analytics. But we will also hit GA4. So you can kind of at least get a high level overview of how GA4 tackles that so that you can have a little bit of skills there as well. Then in module five, we'll tie it into the results, which is all about conversions and sales. So leads, goals, 
purchases, what products are they buying, how many of those products are they buying, uh, are there certain traffic sources that are that are uh, better at generating products than others, and all of that sort of stuff. So if you're trying to figure out like average cart volume and all of that, like that's where that comes from. In that module, we'll be talking about that. And then ultimately, in the final module, module six, we're, we're going to tie it all together and say, okay, well, now that we've got all of this information, and hopefully we've learned to tie it into a story of you know who the users are, what actions they're taking, the results of the actions, where they're coming from, all that fun stuff. We have the story of our customer journey. What do we do with it? Like now that we know this, what what actions can we take to actually improve our marketing results? And that's where this course will finish up, so that everybody has real meaningful actions that they can start getting, and we can turn analytics. Reg- Regardless if it's Universal Analytics or GA4, you can turn analytics from a platform that just gives you information to a platform that naturally leads to some sort of action that you can take to improve results. I live in Google Analytics all the time, and I know that I have barely scratched the surface of it. And what I'm excited about with this course that you're going to be teaching with us is the ability to answer these kinds of questions. Is my marketing attracting the right audience? How are customers finding us? How are people engaging with our sales page? How should I adjust my content to get better results? What traffic sources should I scale? How are my different traffic sources working together? Which step in the customer journey is broken and needs fixing? You know, these are the kind of things that us as marketers need to answer. And what I love about Mercer is he always comes at it from a perspective of not just raw data, but how do we use this tool, this powerful tool to answer really important questions, right? Because a lot of times we work for somebody else and we've got to justify to our boss, why we're doing what we're doing or to our client, you know, why we're doing what we're doing. And in a world where sometimes it's getting harder and harder because of all these struggles that we've talked about throughout today's podcast episode, having access to actual information and being able to prove that is very, very, very powerful. Everybody, if you want to check it out, enrollment is closing in the middle of December. So check it out quickly. GASuccess.live. Again, GASuccess.live. Also, we've got some great tutorials on our YouTube channel that star Mercer, uh, but he also has a YouTube channel. So where do you want to send them if they want to check out your YouTube channel? Yeah, anybody wants to check us out on YouTube, just go to measurementmarketing.io forward slash YouTube. It'll take you right to our videos there. Chris Mercer, aka Mercer, on behalf of all my listeners, thank you, first of all, for demystifying the confusing thing known as Google Analytics (laughs) 4.0. Hopefully people will walk away knowing that, okay, at least they understand conceptually a little bit more about what it is and why it's important and where the world is going with it. You you were really, really instrumental in helping us wrap our brains around that. So thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thanks again, Mike. By the way, if you want to check out that brand new course, Google Analytics for Marketers, go to gasuccess.live. And if there was anything we mentioned here, check out the notes at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 433. If you're new to this podcast, hit the subscribe button. I've got some amazing shows coming your way. And if you've been a longtime listener to the show, would you let your friends know about it? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.